effective podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zanache. I'm your coach, conduit, and catalyst that launches humanity into greatness by accelerating mindset changes and replacing limitations with possibilities. So it happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month. And I just wanted to say that we made it to May 2022. Mm. You know, I heard someone say, if you didn't do anything today, don't be hard on yourself. You just, you survived. You know, and, and some people didn't survive. And that's, that's a good thing. So pat yourself on the back for that. And so I wanted, before we got started, because I do have the wonderful word magician with me. So everybody's, well, you say hi to everybody. I wanted everybody to just check in with themselves for a minute. You know, sometimes we are rushing through our day, our week, our month, our year. We don't even take time to just breathe. And that's what this whole episode is. Breathe Easy is the title of this episode. So we are going to just start off with just taking a moment to just breathe and connect with ourselves and just check in with ourselves. You know, how am I doing? How do I feel right now? How am I? Am I good? Am I stressed? You know, am I breathing deeply? Am I tense? Do I need to just let my shoulders drop and relax? Do I need to, you know, shift in my chair? Do I need to stretch? Do I need to let some of those kinks out? So I just want to just take a moment where we can just first off just kind of relax. Because it is Mental Health Awareness Month and we want to be aware of our mental health. And just, just breathe for a moment. Just breathe for a moment. And just slow everything down for a minute. And if you've never used that app called Calm, I'm not getting an endorsement from them or anything, but yes. 60 seconds, 30 seconds while it's just going around that little wheel where you just breathe, it can really help you. It can really help you. We don't take enough mental breaks. We don't take enough time for ourselves. A lot of people call Sunday or Saturday self-care Saturday or self-care Sunday. So if you don't ever take any self-care Saturdays and self-care Sundays, put that on your agenda mm -hmm. to do. So um, I wanted to kind of first start off with this idea of mental health and, and stress. And, you know, like, why do you think that it seems to be a buzzword now? Is it? Are people making a big deal out of this and it's not a big deal? You know, our parents didn't have, you know, self-care. Our grandparents probably didn't have self-care. They made it. So why are we making, you know, are we just weaklings that can't um, pull up our bootstraps and, you know, wipe the tears and keep going? Or do we really need to change things because our parents and grandparents didn't live as long as they could have lived? Because they didn't do self-care. So what is what is your thought on this mental health movement? I think it's necessary. I feel like for me as an individual, I don't like repeating myself. And I can only imagine how this truth is. And the lessons that people are able to acquire just by doing what is being said, as opposed to dissecting it 
maybe it means that they're um, being put in a position of putting their face or being told to stay on their lane. But no, you just have to run away. You leave. And and the only way to get through life is by grieving. That's why they slap you on your behind at birth and continually will tell you, hey, you can't leave that. And and those with Apple Watches, you know, they 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 don't endorse me yet either. But there is something about taking note that you're holding your breath and missing an opportunity to truly ingest the life like we get to. You know, uh, I have a friend, Lisa Lay, who who's been talking about, you know, like, well, if it's not something of service that I can put passion in, I don't know if I want to do it. And I completely understand them because what point is life if it's not purpose-driven? And if we're not going to spend it with intention of taking every bit of it in and soaking it up like a sponge and learning and loving and being. And, and if we run down rabbit holes of disappointment or fear or the things that keep us from being over those mountainous obstacles, we have raided a lot of personal discipline. Not to want to let them know, not to want to scream that out. And so, yes, we, we keep hearing these, what we would call fads, like, oh, I guess everybody's doing it now, but technically, it might actually work. You know, it's not selfish to have a self-care day. It's not selfish to take your bubble bath in the morning before you go work for someone else, before you work for yourself. Like, it's okay to do things that make you feel full so you can pass in your cup for others. Because I know with parents, Mommy guilt can set in. I know father guilt can set in. I'm absent. I'm still guilty sets in. There's there's so many reasons why people don't do something because they're intentionally making it their practice to simply do it. But the imprisonment of holding your breath and thinking you are insufficient and just completely being an absent of the point of life. And if we're going to be alive, we need to breathe. I, I love you said so many things there. You know, we start off, like you said, being slapped on the butt. Yeah. So we can take that first breath and engage with this world. And I heard someone say, watch a baby. Their belly rises mm-hmm. and falls when they breathe. Not their chest. We breathe from the chest a lot, and that's not the best breathing. You know, we need to breathe from the belly. We need to actually loosen up some of us we got those waist trainers on and everything we can't breathe you know so you know we need to sometimes take that up i saw this woman post on facebook can i sleep with it on no your organs gonna sleep take it off and breathe you know people like so oh it's okay right so you know that whole idea of and, and even i heard this um article or the study that said that Many police altercations would turn out better if they actually took three minutes to call for backup and give themselves a time to breathe and calm down because we we don't yeah we don't realize when we get scared when we get shocked um, the first thing we do is stop breathing. And we need to start breathing again. We need to relax. We need to let those that fight or flight primitive brain calm down so that the logical brain can be activated again. Because when we're in that fight or flight, we're not thinking logically. We're just reacting. And if we just take a minute, you know, many of us as kids, I know my mama, my daddy told me, count to 10. Mm-hmm. 
when you're upset, count to 10 and breathe while you're counting to 10. Take some deep breaths and count to 10 because when you give yourself that count to 10 and those deep breaths, you're going to calm down and you're going to react better than if you just laugh, start <laughs> saying whatever it is that first came to your mind um, because you can't take back those words mm -hmm. and so you know some of our parents even though the term self-care might not have been around or the term mental health might not have been around they had some common sense wisdom that they tried to impart to us about stress about um breathing um you know relaxing you know things like that and we know that stress is a killer we know that in america it's a big killer we don't take vacations like we should we don't take time off even when it's paid um you mentioned feeling inadequate mommy guilt yes. daddy guilt there's also employee guilt man if, if i don't work this overtime that they're giving me then they're gonna think i'm a bad employee even though i'm exhausted even though i had to drink three coffees and a coke to get through this shift and I need my day off. I need my weekend off. But they will think. They will feel. Um, so I wanted to take a minute about approval. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like people need to, to do to stop seeking approval or feel adequate in saying, I do need my days off. I do need to, as you said, run a bubble bath sometimes you know, um, take a walk in, in the neighborhood just to walk, not even worried about exercise, just so I can just breathe for a minute, put on my headphones or my, my, my earphones and play my favorite music and sing just because I need to just relax for a minute and not worry about the fact that, you know, there's some dishes that could be washed and some laundry that could be done and some clothes that need to be folded up. That will be there. But for a minute, I just need to breathe and let the birds around me chirp mm -hmm. and feel the breeze on my face and get some vitamin D while I'm out there with the sun shining. So what would you say to people about approval and just giving themselves what they need? Be patient with yourself. Simply because I know the frustration of why have I not been more prepared? Why did it take so long to get here? And the rabbit hole that I've experienced or witnessed, just be patient with yourself. The whole point of needing approval almost makes it look like you're just not used to working for yourself or on yourself. But when your patience is sought, um, and you acquire it. It's not just a virtue. You, you seek it daily and it is a mission to its feet. Um, the patience that you acquire will require that you sit sometimes. And, and it's how you sit, right? Like, you know, ready to exhale, I'm telling people, you know, people are not cutting you off on traffic. They're, they're, not, they're not interrupting your conversation. They're not stopping you from growing. They're just being disrespectful. And if you ride the wave, Give yourself space to experience the route as opposed to incriminating yourself as if you're not 
these like there's no wrong way to do this. There are ways to be wrong, but there's no wrong way to do this. It's just a matter of when you get here. Um, it's not an age thing. It's not a, a class thing. It's not an experience thing. It is literally just everybody is on their own set journey, and your destination does not change just because you have a few people. And, and the whole point of experience is just to give you something to witness so your testimony can prevail for someone who gets it. Because through all the couples there, you know, some sometimes we don't know the role we play in people's life, but there are no needs to an end. But there is so much to begin. Like if we can continue to use our platforms to teach people if you're here, like this. This is not a space to tell you, oh, you must be in this place and backtrack and, and act like you are not invested in something worth continuing. Like this direction that you're going is necessary. Be patient with yourself. Because once you master your exploration, you can paint a picture and tell a story and, and be the real. Like we need people to tell our stories. Otherwise, they'll continue to depict us, but the feet are broken and old. Our strength is on the backs of those who have allowed us to grow. And, and sometimes we've been exposed to things that don't bring forth clarity until hindsight, because that is 2020. But for anybody who is seeking approval, get in the mirror. Your own is all you need. And if you agree to embark on this journey, knowing you don't know how it will go, but you have faith and intention, and you can focus on it, be patient with yourself hmm. be patient with yourself and embrace the unknown now you said something about we basically rise on the shoulders of those that came before us yeah. and um, one of the things that you know I, I wrote this book called Energize Your Life and there is actually activity in here you see this person and I call this the ancestor bank vault. I realized at some point in my life that I am who I am, but I also have within me all kind of gifts and abilities and talents that were passed down to me. And for example, my mother was an entrepreneur. I said, I would never be an entrepreneur. She worked too hard. That's what I said. And now look at me. So <laughs> I, I've got books that I'm selling. I've got magnetic bookmarks. I've got, as you can see, keychains and shirts. And I do workshops as a consultant. Um, I do the podcast. I do, you know, sponsored podcasts sometimes. But that came from my mother. That came from my grandfather who owned his own mechanic shop. That came from, you know, my great uncle who was a carpenter. And they all had their own businesses. And then um, my dad loved music. He was an artist. He wrote songs. Mm -hmm. I write poetry. My mom wrote poetry. So that is in my DNA. And so, you know, I encourage people to write on this design what they have inside of them. What were they left by their ancestors? And, and a proof of that, realize that you have gifts and abilities that you were born with and some that you've acquired over time, some that people have, uh, in a sense, 
triggered in you or sparked in you. And, and those are all good. Those are all blessings. And they can actually help you to deal with your life because poetry, deal. music, <laughs> helps me deal with life. Um, and those are two things that I was kind of taught to love as a child. Um, you know, so approval. You know, I woke up this morning and two words were like in my subconscious. Approval and acceptance. Mm. And I was like, I've struggled with this my whole life. Approving of myself, accepting all of myself. And I've gotten to a point where I'm so much better with it than I used to be because I used to reject parts of myself. I used to say, oh no, that's not good. Mm. Not to say that we can't grow, but sometimes we're taught that um, we have to be a certain way. Like, you know, when I was a young girl, a teenager, you know, being a sexual woman was not good. You know, you got to keep your legs closed and save it for marriage. And even when you're married, you're not supposed to like it too much because that's lustful. Even when you're married, you know, so I had to realize, okay, if I am repressing this part of myself, I'm taking energy away from what I could be putting it into, and I'm pushing a part of myself down that's actually really <clears throat> part of me. And who said it's not good? Yeah. Who who said that? You know, who said that I should wear earrings that are smaller, or I should wear lipstick that's lighter and more natural colored, or I shouldn't have my hair natural because that's unprofessional. Who said that? Whoever they are, that's their opinion. That doesn't mean that it's true. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that I needed to release some of these lessons that people kept trying to teach me (laughs) and say, that is your truth. You're welcome to your truth. It is no longer my truth. And I am going to release myself from that burden. I'm going to follow my own guidance, my own intuition, my own path. And I have the right to do that. I don't need your permission to do that. Um, and then I can relax and I can walk in my path and I'm not, sometimes we're not breathing. We're not relaxing. We're not taking good care of ourselves because we're pushing so much stuff down. We're, we're pressing so many things rather than just saying, I embrace all of myself. I embrace, you know, my skin. I embrace my height. I embrace my weight. I embrace the the sound of my voice i embrace you know how how round my lips are how full they are you know how round my nose is you know all of this that i am and it's all okay and i'm gonna love myself i'm gonna love the skin i'm in i'm gonna love myself i'm not gonna say i love myself when no no i'm gonna love myself right now even though I know that there's flaws and I could be better in some areas, but still, I'm still worthy of love and I don't have to push down this ceiling. I don't have to worry about being prideful. <laughs> I can just love myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not wrong. It's not prideful. It's not some sin of pride. Um, so what do, what do you think about that? Loving yourself, accepting yourself, approving of yourself, and not feeling that you need to have anybody's permission to be who you are. 
I think it's really funny. I feel like, you know, um, in, in certain paths people follow, they will learn that there is no love greater than that that comes from within. Like, if, if you truly understand that, then you get it. Because if you love a person, if, if there is a person who breathes on this earth now or ever, then you can say you truly love in the moments of growth, in the moments of breaking, in the moments of feigning a smile just for the sake of your words being picked up. If you don't love you like that, then you don't love. And to blow your mind even further, if you have not felt that love, you don't know love. You know, um, it is so necessary to identify how you experience love. You know, they, they've got books and, and tests you can take and, and there's all sorts of questions you can answer, but just for your own knowing, how do you receive love? Because if if love was only subjected to you in ways that felt like pain, then you associated such pain with someone. And, and in doing so, you experience life in ways that are not easy for everyone else to witness. And then there's loneliness that comes because no one watches you growing up. It's not easy for friends or family to witness you love someone in spite of them. Or to, you know, give them so much of you and you don't do the same. Like it's, it's hard to watch you not love you, right? But I feel like it is so necessary for people to truly cultivate adoration, to culminate acceptance, because it's in the approval of you deserve my love, as do I. Mm-hmm. And and you said something powerful when you were talking about it's difficult to watch somebody not love themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is. You know, I mean... I was thinking about being a parent and any parent who's ever seen a little baby start to walk, (laughs) they fall and you know, they're going to fall. You know, before they even take the first step, they're going to fall. It's part of the process of learning to walk. We know this, right? And we know that when they start to walk, we're going to be like, oh my gosh, look, they're walking, they're walking, they're walking, look, 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 they're walking. And we're so excited and then they take their first step and they fall, you know, and they pick themselves back up and they fall again and they pick themselves back up and you just, you know, come on, come on, baby, come on, come on, you can do it. A little bit, just more steps, just like, come on up, Papa, come on up, baby. And you're so excited, you're so encouraging, but you know they're going to fall. You know that they're going to, in a sense, make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But we don't give ourselves that same grace. We can try to go out and do something new. And we should know that we're going to fall. We should know we're not going to get it all right. But we fall and we're like, oh, I was so stupid. Or, oh, my God, why didn't I do that? I should have done it. And we're just so hard on ourselves. And we're not, that's not love. Mm-hmm. But patient. Yeah, it it's is impatient. Kind. It's not kind. And then, you know, somebody told me at one point, you're so patient with everybody else. Why are you not that patient with yourself? Why do you expect you to get it all right you you will give this person 10 chances but you give yourself two and then you beat yourself up why why are you doing that just 
treat yourself the way you would want others to treat you. Don't be your worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be your worst enemy. And when you realize that you're beginning to, in your head, say all kind of ugly things, just stop and replace that with something better. And when you feel like you're all tense because you're trying to be something you're not, mm-hmm. trying to tell yourself you shouldn't feel what you feel, say, why? Why can't I feel this? It's okay to feel hurt angry, disappointed, frustrated. We don't always have to feel joy and happiness and peace. We have all kinds of emotions, but we can feel them also and let them go. Yes, hello. <laughs> we don't have to wallow in them. We don't have to feel like we are them. We are those are just those are just indicators of where we are at that moment. Mm-hmm. And we can move forward. And um, part of meditation is actually checking in with yourself and and letting yourself see thoughts and let them move on. Letting yourself feel feelings and let them move on. And then beginning to focus on whatever it is you want to focus on, whether it's you want to focus on a word, you want to focus on a visualization of yourself going through a process of achieving certain goals. But to begin to take a little bit of time in a sense to just slow down mm-hmm. and be with yourself and to be in a space of peace and then just to breathe and then just to use your brain, the beautiful brain that we have to think and focus and and sometimes not think at all, sometimes just be in the moment, you know? So what do you think, like when... When did you kind of go on to this path of taking a deep breath and meditating and doing affirmations? What kind of started you on that? Was it something you always did or was it something that was triggered by something that happened? In the 20 years I've been getting on the mic, the first thing I say is take a deep breath in and slow your breath. Um, the layers of my own awareness, I was saying because I was nervous at first. Like, I need to catch my breath. And I realized that if we were on the same wavelength, it flows and flows smoothly. And so um, that was my sole intent. Like, that's it. One good breath means one good healthy fire. Um, and I don't want my words to fall on deaf ears, but that's not my business. I had to learn that along the way. That it's not my business if you listen. It's not my business if if you even get to see this. But I'm not not supposed. I'm supposed to just because I don't know what you're going to do. So in the obedience of my walk, it's been like pretty consistent. Not because I knew what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was doing what I knew. And and there were no questions. I was not seeking answers. I was not seeking healing. But when asked questions about my own healing, mom's art is present. Long as I'm receptive, open to receive. Like, I have a great support system for the clarity of my mind. But at the same time, like, some parts of it, as you just said, like, you, you need to experience it and, and be in the moment and let it be momentous. Um, I know with regard to uh, the last seven months, it's been with intention. Like, what am I doing with him? And intention, y'all understand how slow, slow it took him three seconds. In here for three seconds. Like, my God. My spirit didn't. Literally just said, my spirit is 
because the same amount of time is passing. So you keep breathing it in and exhaling it and you get to experience it so beautifully. These dogs haven't stopped barking, those birds haven't stopped chirping, but we working and it works and, and it's focused. All the things can continue. No one asks it to stop. But it's all part of the process. We trust that. The the even affirmation of production and how we are able to document this open conversation led by spirit, led by openness, led by love. Like, we gave you some instructions. I got so excited and got to the beginning line of this and then you came knocking and slapped in the ear. But, <laughs> but it's so exciting. It really is. Like, do you understand? We were taught that the revolution would not be televised as if we weren't supposed to televise it. I'm so grateful for our tools because our ancestors speak to us because we're quiet enough to listen. Some people, they have their nerves down, but here, let me use my head. And they literally scrape their tongue on concrete and their mama's like, watch. Mm-hmm. And that's that lesson. And then you got people who go through life learning, always shut your mouth to watch. Because you know, all you gotta do is have faith. It's just me. But no. They want to know what's on the other side of doubt. They want to see it. And it's not just them wanting to. It's what they do. They continue down rabbit holes where it's like, oh, no. There's no judgment. There's mm-hmm. no there's no apprehension. There's no resentment. There's no recourse. There's, there's no court martial for you navigating a course you were like sent on. It's just a matter of what are your intentions and do you desire to stay in a position that makes you feel small and insignificant or is it not edifying in itself not to worry about ego and things that they told us to keep at bay because why would you not have as much ego as you have heart to serve? To show somebody that this works, breathing works, putting a smile on my face and letting you clash it like everything is okay even though it's not is just because this is the affirmation. This is me giving you something to see what I want to see, to change, to grow, to be intentionally as opposed to letting life be a factor that's affecting your life. We don't have to take the things that people give us. Hope you do fear in the moment. And, and, and even the things that we fear on the other side of fear is freedom, y'all. You know, true freedom. Freedom from... Fear and silence. Mm. Because it's in the silence that we can listen to life and love. You know, and it's just how they say, uh, like the life of our father. That's what we should be breathing. I agree with that. And you said we don't have to fear silence. I want to stop with that for a minute, just for a minute, because there are people watching this, you don't know how to be silent. You don't know how to sit in silence. You always have the TV going, the radio going, your phone going, a video game going. Silence. Silence makes you nervous. Why? Be in silence. Even if it's just for one minute to start off, be in silence. Let that one minute be silent. You don't say anything. You know, you don't listen to anything but just the sound of the earth breathing. The sound of your heartbeat, if you can hear that. The sound of your breath going in and out. 
just be with yourself for just a minute and then make it longer. Go for three minutes, go for five minutes, go for seven minutes. Because if you can stop and be silent, you can actually hear yourself think. Even more so, think about the people in the working field, right? So in, uh, when you look at the wage, wages and the laws and the ways that people are given breaks after so many hours of working, you were appointed time to yourself. 10 seconds of a breath, six of those, one minute. In 15 minutes, you can be so zen. You can be so focused. Like some people are in a position where going to work is necessary. And tomorrow, guys, is not something to dread. But if you consider the space between working and your breaks being something allotted to you by someone who writes your check, then you deserve to take time to yourself in between the work you do at home for people who can never, ever be paid for what you've done. You owe that to yourself. Those moments in, I mean, like, Breathing is the response now. No longer do we think before we speak and run down rabbit holes and assume this is the only way this can go. You know, like, oh, take a deep breath. Don't hold your breath yet. Let that go. Let me take time. Allow, allow time to be the concept and, and, and appreciate that moment. But there's so many instances where, you know, as we say, people are sitting here watching. Some of you, some of you are not even here yet. Some of you are in the places that we've been, you know, the reasons we're here. Some of you are unaware of what's going to happen when classes end. You're not aware of where you're gonna go after graduation. You're not aware of what's next. You don't know if breath will still be in everybody you want around. Those rabbit holes, oh, <clears throat> they can snatch your breath. They can take your attention but they were never meant to keep you from doing what you're supposed to. Keep doing it. Because it's in these experiences, like, you can truly cherish moments. Like, this is real life history in the making. One of us, when we transition, the other will remember these moments where time was taken and shared and words were exchanged, something we declared to be so beautiful our art, our heart, and one space. And when we exchange, we televised something for people who would come without space and a, a reminder, an invitation of, you are okay. You need breathe now. You need relax. You need take your time. You need strategize your life. You can do this. Like, it's just, this is necessary. Yeah. And... I wanted to say, you know, there's this, I bought for one of my friends getting married, mm -hmm. a plaque. And it said something like, um, our life is defined um, by the moments that take our breath away. You know, There are times when you see a sunset, you see a sunrise, and you stop breathing for a moment because it's just so awe-inspiring. Um, and you just feel so intensely joyful and um, grateful and blessed and lucky that you got to see this thing that happened, whatever it is. Um, those moments are precious. You know, we don't always 
take in what's happening to us. We don't always say, man, that experience, that song, that uh, meal, that conversation, that date, that, uh, that run that I just had, that sexual experience, oh my gosh, you know, that whatever it is, sometimes we, we just keep moving and we don't take a minute. We don't even take a breath. We don't even just breathe it in. So I would want, I would encourage people who are out there. One of the things that I feel that I'm trying to do with my life is get people to notice their lives. Get people to notice what's happening to them. Get people to stop and record some of those things. I wrote two journals. Why? Because journaling is a way to stop and record what's happening with you. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What's going on with you? What do you need to get out of your head onto the paper so you can actually look at it and say, all of this was in my head. I didn't understand it in my head, Mm -hmm. but now that I can look at it, I see a pattern. I see a lesson. I see a trajectory that I can follow. I'm taking a breath and I'm taking this in. I'm taking a moment. I'm being silent and sitting with myself for five minutes with no phone, no TV, just with me, just me and me. And I'm writing about me. I'm writing about a problem I have at work. I'm writing about my kids. I'm writing about whatever. But I'm letting myself sort through my feelings and my thoughts and my wants and my desires and my needs. And I'm letting all of it be free. There doesn't have to be any pattern. There doesn't have to be any um, end goal. I'm just letting it be what it is so that I get it out and then I can look at it and I can take it in and I can learn from it. And that can be life-changing. And even having that to go back to, you know, I just wrote a memoir. One of the reasons I can write that memoir is I I journaled. (laughs) I had all of those journals to go back to. And I was like, I can actually tell the last seven years of my life because I was journaling things that happened. And I was journaling how I felt at the time. I was journaling what was going on in my life at the time. I was writing poetry, getting my feelings out in that moment. Um, and, and poetry is beautiful to get your feelings out in that moment and capture a moment in time. Um, I wrote two poems about breath mm-hmm. because um, I realized how powerful breath was when I saw both my mom and my dad take their last breaths. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're watching their chest fall and rise, chest fall and rise. You're hearing the catch in their breath. You're hearing the wheeze, and then they stop breathing for a minute, and you stop breathing because you're like, is this the last breath? And then they start breathing again, and you start breathing. And it's like there's going to be a day we all take our last breath, you know, and I was glad that I was there for theirs. I was glad that I could be there at that moment, but I also it also made me think, what do I want to accomplish before I take my last breath? What do I want to do? What do I want to leave behind? What legacy do I want to have? Um, I heard somebody say that your life begins the day you realize you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 
I, I realized that one day. I'm like, I'm literally going to die. I'm going to leave behind my children, my grandchildren, my students, my friends. What do I want to leave? What do I want said about me? I heard, uh, I don't know what book it was, but some book said you should write your own obituary. Yes. What do you want people to say about you? And what do you want to leave behind? You know, so that whole idea of we need, I feel, this is my advice, um, we need to take some time, take a breath, sit down, think, what do you want to leave behind? What do you want your legacy to be? What lessons do you feel like you were put here to help people see through your life? You know, because I feel like we are the best teachers through our lives. We mm -hmm. use our lives to teach. Um, so what lessons have you learned? You know, and then and then taking care of yourself <laughs> so that you can actually bring that to life. Um, but I remember seeing you get on stage and say, I want everybody to take a breath. And, and the first time that I saw you do it, I was like, that is so powerful. <laughs> and also... I wanted to say this to you. Um, the first time I saw you do that, I thought to myself, wow, she got up on the stage and she said, take a breath. She wasn't worried about, let me get through this piece. Let me um, start. I'm not going to waste anybody's time. She was like, no, we all need to come together and be in the same space for a minute, breathing on the same one accord breathing. And when I started my own show, I didn't say that, but I would say, before we start anything, I want you guys to realize that we are doing what our ancestors did long ago. We are gathering together to tell stories. Yeah. Stories of music, stories of poetry, stories of comedy. This is who we are. We are a community. We are a tribe. And everybody in here has a place in the tribe, you know? And, and that's one thing that I loved about the African village is that mm -hmm. everybody had a place. We talked about approval a minute ago. Everybody had a place. The warrior had a place. The artisan had a place. The farmer had a place. The griot had a place. You know, that's a storytelling mm -hmm. person who kept the, the poet of the tribe who memorized the lineages, memorized the battle, memorized the 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 conflicts and the great, you know, heroes of the tribe. You know, the medicine man had a tribe. I mean, I'm sorry, medicine man had a place. Everybody, the pace person who was doing the, the, the pots, everybody had a role. It didn't matter what you were doing. You were necessary because we needed all of those people to create the tribe. And sometimes in this modern society, we've forgotten that. We need everybody. We need everybody healthy. We need everybody sane. We need people taking care of themselves, breathing, so that they can go do their job because their job makes us whole. Mm -hmm. If it's singing, if it's telling jokes, if it's writing poetry, if it's being a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or a plumber or an architect or whatever you do, we need you. But you can't do what you do if you're all in pieces. You know, you actually have to be whole to actually contribute. And so you have to take that breath, do that self-care, 
So it seemed like some of what I was saying was resonating with you. What what did you want to say? No, I think it's just it's so necessary because the whole sense of of the roles that we play. I don't choose the role I play in anyone's life, but I always have the same response, and it is necessary to think about what you do with your death. Because the year of your birth and the year of your demise mean nothing before what you have to leave behind, right? Um, I remember I was 29, I was 25 years old. My best friend was 29 when she passed away. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling, I'm going to get to my final purpose. Like, I I don't want to be in vain anymore. I don't want to take for granted this life I have, like, I don't want to complain. I don't want to be in pain. That keeps me distracted. I don't want to be here if there's nothing for me to do. Mm-hmm. And and everybody at some point will get to that point where it's like, wait, what is more? Because life feels useless otherwise. And and then comes the perspective that completely changes the trajectory of life. This is necessary. The people who are doing nothing unnecessary is necessarily they're the ones we look at doing. But there, there is such purpose in every experience. There is such purpose in the work that we're doing. And it is so exciting because I can hear what you're saying and I can see what they receive. And I'm just, I'm excited. And it's, it's difficult for those who don't know how to just watch it happen. You know, these butterfly effects, like, I know I can change the course of this. I have no desire to. I have every intention to do what I'm supposed to to fulfill my purpose, to leave my legacy, because if nothing else remembers the difference. And and in the same content, we think about the way grief can Mm -hmm. attack us. It's May. Mother's Day was not easy for everybody. It wasn't easy for me. I want to hold on to my mama. I'm so grateful. I I have the opportunity to do that. I'm so grateful. At the same time, I am aware that I have not always had the relationship I have with my mother. But I've sought it. And, And that's the thing. Like Some people get so caught up in not having a relationship with a parent or a person or something of interest that they don't seek to have a relationship with these people and and if one's ego or you know well if you wanted to talk to me then and all the things that keep you in the same position that you know is not the real forward or to progress but it is so necessary for anyone to hear what it was like for you to have so much gratitude to witness the birth of your parent through their bodies and and i cannot imagine the deafening silence of the breath you took after that and how you continue because I mean like I don't even know the father name is and 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 just the concept of of life like I work at a job that only gives you three days for bereavement that is insane to me I want to go to the doctor and at the same time the grieving and the miscarriage doesn't count Amazing. Uh, like, how do you decide whew. what counts if if life mm-hmm. if life existed in me? Better yet, that's why we need to take some breaks. Take time off. Don't wait till you get burned out. Don't even seek to know how far you can go until you cannot. Take those moments 
If the job gives you 15 minutes every four hours you work, make sure you take 15 minutes every four hours of your working life, if not more time. Figure it out. Give yourself that space. Because even the, the people who feel like their purpose is to teach, if there's no one in your classroom, what are you doing? Well, the pandemic taught you, you digitize it, you teach it. Your, your resource is not just who you can reach, it's your reach. And when you cast the pod, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's so much in this. But when you cast the pod and you allow it to completely breathe, somebody's gonna open this teacher. Somebody's mm -hmm. gonna get this puzzle. Somebody is going to understand and it all begins here. I wanted to say two things and then I want you to tell people like what you do in your workshop and all that. But we were talking <clears> about <throat> approval and I want to go back to that for mm -hmm. a minute. Um, when I did the blurb for this episode, I said, uh, we need to flow. And um, I have this person in my life. We have this really bad history because he stood me up like probably five, six times. <laughs> and and. It's crazy that he's even been able to do that because had he been anybody else, first time would have been last time. <laughs> but we have this tremendous chemistry and this tremendous connection. So um, we were supposed to go out. When was it? We were supposed to go out, I guess it was last, we were supposed to go out Tuesday, last Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I get off work at four. And so I got to go drop off this package or whatever, but I will call you and let you know when I'm coming by. I was like, okay. So four comes, five comes, six comes. I ain't heard nothing. I'm like, okay. So first thing I think is, okay, are we back to this? And I'm upset. Mm -hmm. I'm upset. And I text him. He doesn't respond. I call him. He doesn't respond. And so nine o'clock comes. I send him a voice message like, I really thought we would be out of this. I'm so disappointed. I don't know. That was literally the voice message. That was all I said. <laughs> he sends me a message at 1130. Um, something happened. Um, he emailed my prayers. He was gone all day. But also, he has a history of being dramatic, too. So <laughs> I don't know whether to take any of this seriously. But he got two calls back to back about family members going into the hospital. And um, and my first response was, man, I'm sorry. Like, I, wow, okay. That was shocking, I'm sure. But until you be sure that, like, you still didn't think, like, just, hey, I got this person waiting on me. Let me send them a text. Well, you technically, know? no, but, because the thought didn't cross their mind because the rabbit hole was probably just going somewhere. Right. And, right. and and so, you know, I uh you know, I I had to say, okay, this person I believe has changed. I believe he's not the same person that stood stood me up, right? I believe he's different. So I'm gonna breathe with this. <laughs> Take a deep breath. I'm going to Tell him, I wish you had done this. I wish you had texted me, but I understand and I'm going to accept that you got stunned, shocked, and were on the phone trying to deal with the situation. Mm -hmm. And 
now that you remind me that these people live in a whole other state because they happen to live in California and he lives in Texas, you felt helpless. Yeah, you felt like your hands were tied, you couldn't do anything. You're in that feeling, you're not thinking about me or our date or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry I wasn't more supportive at the time because I was pissed. But, but, but uh, now I want you to know I'm here for you and I, I listen to anything you want to tell me. You want to talk about it, whatever, whatever you need, I'm here. So, fast forward to Thursday night. I'm watching TV. Grey's Anatomy comes on. Mm-hmm. And Meredith Grey, one of the characters, has a date. She's dating this new guy. And her sister sets up a whole dinner, invites, you know, um, the other sister, the former chief, um, the guy himself. And another couple, right? So there's all these people coming over to the house. Meredith, of course, is supposed to be there to introduce her new man to everybody. It's basically a dinner in his honor. This is her boyfriend. She's at work this day. Everybody's at work. They all get off and she is still at work. The dinner party starts. She's still at work. She had a case come in, and of course there's doctors in there. Of course there's nurses in this hospital, but she feels like she needs to take this case. She needs to see this woman through surgery. She needs to save her life. So she gets to the house. The whole dinner party's over. Everybody's leaving, right? And the guy is there. She walks in, and she's like, I'm sorry. And he says, it's okay. It's okay. And I say, me too, but it is your I know you probably didn't eat. And I'm thinking, the universe is showing me what I could have done. And I'm not liking this at all. Because he oh, was so gracious. It's a lesson. But I, I know, but I just wanted to say, so, so, the universe always gives you do-overs. Mm-hmm. So he calls me up. He's like, I'm ready to, you know, things are looking better. They're coming out of the hospital, um, you know, and I want to see you. And I'm like, okay. Okay, okay, all right. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do my typical thing. He says, okay, I want to go to brunch around 11. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do this. Typically, I'll be like, I'm going to set my clock for 10 in the morning. I'm going to be ready at 11. And then I'm going to be waiting on him to show up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to set my clock. I'm going to wake up when I wake up. If he calls me and says I'm on my way, then I'll wake up when he calls me. You know, I wake up. And it's 11. (laughs) It's 11. And the first thing I think, this was this morning, all of these ideas are coming to my head. I was like, I started journaling. It's 11.30 when I finished journaling. And he texts me and says, I just got out of the shower. I'm going to call you when I get ready to get in the car and leave. And I was like, see? I'm flowing. I'm doing better with the flow. I'm yeah, doing better yeah, with the yeah. flow. It works. I'm learning. It works. And so, yeah. And so he calls me. He comes. We have this nice, you know, lunch and everything. And everything is so smooth. And I tell him the story. I say, you're going to laugh. <laughs> you're going to laugh. Because you know you said we were going to meet up at 11. And you know it's 1.30. <laughs> <laughs> and we're at 
at the restaurant. It's 1.30. I was like, but I ain't mad. I'm not upset. It is, this is no problem at all. I was like, it's no problem at all. I have learned with you. Time for concepts. <laughs> I need to be, I just need to let things flow. And, and everything happened just as it was. I woke up. I had a wonderful journaling session. It was all about acceptance and approval. <laughs> accepted him, accepted me. I like things a certain way. I'm, I'm much. I'm a Virgo. I'm much more detail oriented and structured, and he's much more whatever you want to call that. What's his sign? He's a Cancer. <laughs> so I was like, but you know what? I'm learning. I'm learning that I'm gonna have to just with him. Flow. I'm gonna have to just flow. I'm gonna have to just breathe. I'm not gonna take it personal because it is not personal. It's it's just, he's just. And don't assume anything. Oh, don't assume anything. So I wanted to say that because um, the universe has jokes. (laughs) Like that whole Grey's Anatomy episode, I was taking it very personal. Like (laughs) you're trying to show me I could have been gracious. (laughs) I could have made that man a plate of food. I could have came and gave him a hug. I was just mad. I was not gracious like whatever his name is. I forgot what that character name is. I was not gracious. I mean, I was gracious later. I was, you know, calm and hey. But I just wanted to tell that story because the universe has jokes. Um, but I wanted you to tell the people, what does take a deep breath in mean? What does take a deep breath mean? What do you do? You know, where can they see you? Those kind of things. Um, so take a deep breath is the invitation uh, to call to your attention that it's probably been a minute before you are paying attention to this call. Um, ideally, you might even say it while you're in traffic and you're not getting to your destination with the expectation of being on time or concerning yourself with the outcome of the meeting you're headed to or whatever is going on in your head. Uh, but taking a deep breath brings you back to focus, allows for clarity, and clairvoyance can come and you can articulate or even process thoughts more effectively uh, for those who follow different paths. Like, I mean, it's, it's really, it doesn't matter which route you take. If, if there is a source that you utilize to find some balance in life and, and direction, there are no questions. There are no question marks in which those statements of thought produce a certainty, a knowing. And if you haven't reached that, it's okay. You've acquired it. You still learn. But once you acquire the tools and you know that the directions come with conviction and come with statement, you have to take a deep breath. Um, there, there's just a way to do that. And so I want everything I say on a microphone, everything I speak in a room of people, anytime I open my mouth and let myself be used, I want it to be a manifestation. I intend for it to be a manifestation. I know, I know how effective that is because it is if you believe it is if i say it it goes it happens we we, we have a life end up, end up in our tongues to, and we can make this go either way but it's in the submission to the way it goes that, that we're able to truly embrace something beautiful like here you know um yes the pads are there there are so many uh, techniques there's um fire breath and there's uh you know there's different forms of lessons people give you the same message but sometimes it's different and it comes from a voice or it comes from this loving from the spirit that that peace that quiet that 
concept you can conceptualize, you can truly be cognizant of every intricate detail. And so with ready to exhale, it's it's designed for anybody who has been supervised, teachers, mm -hmm. doctors, lawyers, lovers, mothers, parents, children. There can be expectations of perfection inside of you. Especially a child. I need you to be more, have more, do more. I need you to take this lesson and carry it with you but at the same time their purpose is to create their own path sometimes their experience is purpose for someone else to follow sometimes your message is too hard for their, their journey and that's okay but the whole concept of what we're doing why we do this for those of you who need a moment to exhale who who haven't cried lately who haven't Discover that you will be ugly if you breathe while you release. It's the holding your breath that causes the congested, stuffy nose, puffy eye thing. You know, you make yourself sick. You can also heal yourself. And it is in the, the yearning when you're ready, when you want it, come get it. And, and I will be gentle with you and I will be intentional with you and, and if you need it, whether it's weekly, if it's monthly, if it's in doses. Just know, I'm going to tell you, it is. Awesome. And I know besides the Relax and Breathe workshops, you also perform. Don't you have a performance coming up soon? Actually, um, I no longer perform, but I need mm. to present my gift. There is intention with those words. Uh, for me, I, I don't recite words that I've written. I, I speak as I go. I'm just a vocalist. Um, but I have, uh, I have returned to the mic with intention. Um, so I just celebrated 20 years of being the one musician and, and reminding people that this is still a thing that we can we can definitely play and, and write and recite and ignite light, but at the same time, um, the intention is to tell as many people as I can how to open their hearts because loving with your arms folded is I know that life, I know that protective style, I know, I know why, that's not there. It is in the complete openness. And I'm like, even answering the question, I'm so grateful because my pastor, uh, Wanda Erasmus, she, she has these books, you know, like learning to be, learning to be you in, in these moments. And, and she has exercises where we, we extend our arms out and we open ourselves to be able to receive and give love or whatever we desire because we need to acknowledge that we deserve these things. But in the essence of, of what, what I'm teaching, what I'm showing you, I'm doing it right now. I don't have any desire to wait until it gets less unattractive or less ugly or less dirty. No, God can do this. No, if he can skip to the beginning, if he can go without the foreshadow, if he can just catch my own hindsight and go forward, 
Don't stop. But there are levels to this, and some people are only going to reach to the capacity of what they see, and so they become. And they can watch and witness, just like those who caught this on online. They won't get engines, it'll get the rich views for the podcast. Like, but there's there's nuggets, there's certain key points that we can highlight. So, in all honesty, but regardless, it's worth the experience if you're enjoying it. And so, yes, I get on the mic. I'm actually going to Phoenix. I'm super, super excited about it because I aspire to be on this stage in 2013. I had spent seven days in Phoenix caring for a family member. And I was just like, yo, actually, I need church. I need some poetry. I can't go without it. Like, so I need to go what works for me. <laughs> and and I did. He, uh, he had a friend uh, who had a church, and I went. And we were making sandwiches and writing beautiful notes and messages to send to people. And I met this great soul, some food, not bomb for me. Like, when you are on a purpose-driven path, it don't matter where you go, you'll find the like minds and the open hearts. And the people who are serving, it was just so beautiful. Well, home-based poetry was a stage I wanted to get on, but I ended up leaving. Got a call, took the next eight years working for them and, and life to this place. And then the pandemic hit and they stopped their stage. And I was like, dang, I really aspire to get on on the Phoenix. And they celebrated their 30th anniversary in March. And, and I was just like, I have always wanted to be on this stage. Now I get to be. I have a whole future next month just because I asked. It was that easy. You know, I spent 20 years being the rheumatician and I know can't nobody do what I do. I know this. No one has. But I have not been on spaces. Sometimes I feel like they mask. And so the the, the fragments that, you know, uh, closed mouth don't get fed, <laughs> you know, asking you shall receive, like, the word is still applicable today, y'all. I promise you. I promise you it is. And, and even with the sense of how to synergize your life, you know, these are shameless plugs because they work. And, and, and you are worth acknowledging, saluting, respecting. Thank you for everything that you have experienced. And it's going to be chosen to document. You know, even, uh, you know, plenty of fish and, and the lessons. Because, I mean, I guess it wasn't until after our last Ready to Exhale in March where I was just like, <laughs> I can just learn 26 lessons by reading this book and not experience those experiences to learn those. I'm good with that. I am. Even the concept. I don't have to do this. And, and I don't have to take that. And I don't have to experience this. But I promise you there are instances where, yes, being gracious, having a foot of food for the day, being open to understand that there's nothing you can do with me why he did not call you, why he did not think of you, because the rabbit hole was only those who did not know if they were going to be able to get to that day and you have to consume the rest of it. Which I know sense with you. But but yes, we can do that. We can love with intention and we can be as open and as naked and be fruitful and, and even if they miss it, we can still be there. And that's the point. That's beautiful. How did you come up with the name The Word Magician? I prayed about it. Wow. So <clears throat> I started doing poetry at Texas Southern as Poetry and Talk with Mama Mo. Mm. And in 2010, 
and she opened Cedar Wood Cafe. And it is a beautiful venue, does work on Dallas Street in front of the Emancipation. And every poet who had been a poet and had aspired to lead a show or to earn some extra money, whatever their whatever their thing was, they they had an opportunity to do this extra work. Like we had Mahogany Mondays, we had True Speaks on Tuesdays, we had you know slams and, and battles with Khalid and Lyra. Like we had all of them. And and every single day of the week, I'm a kid. Mm. In 2010, my best friend passed away, and it was just like just those few months of of having a therapeutic source, completely healing. But never had I done anything in the sense of trying to identify myself as anything more than the than the sender of of this experience. Um, but when I went to Cipher House with Khalid. And and I was expecting a cipher. I'm expecting, you know, freestyle and people to be going off the top of their head and just blowing my mind. And what would happen to me is just reciting poems. I was like, okay, this is a lightning round. But at some point, I believe it was September 2010, I was just like, you know, Ali, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm lyric, I've been lyric, but I'm not a poet. I'm something different. And I wanted to know exactly what to call myself. Because I'm like, what word is it? that makes sense of what I'm doing because words can just take a little piece together and hit me because the lyrics become quick, but I'm doing something different. I'm formulating a sentence that truly gives you some permission to live, right? And and I can do that with all the words in the room or all the silence. I can I, I can be something really incredible, but not because I'm doing it out of my self, but because I'm open to be used because I know I'm a tool. Um, so yeah, I, I prayed about it. I was just like, you know, what do I call myself? Uh, not that I didn't know I was lyric, not that I didn't know my voice was used, not that I didn't know it would be musical, but what, what am I? I'm the word magician. I literally dish the word because I know how to deliver it where it doesn't hurt. Church is changing. Church is changing. Places of worship is changing. Places and ways that we celebrate is changing. And there is a need to bring all of the pieces together. Like the, the, the sound bath and the drumming circles, they are calling on us. And it is the harking of the angels, it is the ancestors calling on us in everything and nothing at all. But it makes sense. And and when we put ourselves in those positions, we get it like, my name came in 2010, in 2021 I understood it. In 2021 I'm sitting on my sofa looking at wordmagician.com, looking at all my blogs, all my places where I've dropped hymns. And I get it. My whole intention is to do what I've been doing, to allow what's in me out, to give it, to not worry myself as if you get it, because my whole point was to be in deliverance, because when we are in deliverance, that is the deliverance. We are not bound anymore to the silent cries of people who don't know how to ask for help. We don't have to worry about people who don't understand that you can't be loved or loved if you're not open to receive love. So this is how you do it. Out loud. Intentionally. And and it's so beautiful because the way I see life, just ask. If you ask, it's a yes. And and some people think, oh, they can just ask for what they want and they'll get it. Yes. As long as they don't take from you, 
I don't lose my integrity. I don't lose my self-respect. Yes, you can have whatever you want. Because clearly, you are aspiring to get it. And I want to show you how to affirm yourself and how much you deserve to have what you want. That's beautiful. That's a that's a great, I mean, like a journey. And I wanted to say, we started off talking about approval. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of talked about flow. And I kind of mentioned about people approving of themselves and, and, and accepting themselves. Also, I kind of want to end with this. <clears throat> we transition. We change. We don't need to stay the same. You know, you went from lyric to the word petition. And that even evolved. Yeah. You know, so as we are going into self-care, you know, some people out there, they may be trying to learn how to breathe in different ways. You know, you can go on YouTube and do different breathing videos. There's actually a whole channel called Take a Deep Breath yeah. on YouTube. And it has just breathing videos. Um, you can do meditations. You can do meditation music. You can do affirmations. I saw this woman post on Facebook. She said every year she puts a, a self-care list. So she's going to do cupping, which I've never That's done that. Great. Tania uh-huh. Anderson, she travels, she'll come to your house, your place of business. It's amazing. Tania is such a care. I promise. Cupping uh, is, is detoxifying. Like it, it pulls out all the toxins. It does leave bruises if you like skin, but it's cool. Um, but it's very relaxing. Very relaxing. I trust mm-hmm. her. Um, I've even done like the hot stones, but the cupping. Cupping is something to experience. It's I, I've never done it. And I'm going it. to I'm going to that's on my list of things to do. And then um I did the where you put your feet into the ionic bath and it pulls the toxins out. You know, of course I've done foot massages, reflexology, mm-hmm. I've done acupuncture. You know, so there's so many different things you can try out there um just to self-care, just yeah. to release the negativity and embrace the positivity to release the stress, and as I say, gets in, stays in, spreads in. There's so many different things. So I, I would just encourage everybody out there to, as she said, take a deep breath. You know, take time for yourself. Sleep. Um, meditate. Journal. Listen to music that's affirming. You know, write affirmations. Say affirmations. You know, um, do guided meditations. Do all these different, there's so many different things that are, there's retreats that people are going on. You mentioned drum circles. You know, of course, you know I love drum circles. Mm-hmm. Um, just go to a museum and look at the art. You know, come to my healing center, the word. I mean, like, there's there's places. There's places to go. There's things to do indeed. Um, but but each of these things are divine conditions. Like, they, they work, y'all. Yes, energize your life. Plenty of guppies and other dating misadventures is also on Amazon. Um, and that is a journey. She, you talked about showing people the ugly parts of yourself. You know, um, my journey starts the day I got divorced, the day I had no confidence, the day that I was lost and was saying, I'm going to be different. I'm going to restart my life I'm going to change and then it goes all the way to you know last December when I've got the podcast and I've got the first books and I've got you know all these other things you know I've got merchandise that I sell the person that's in 2021 
is not the same person it was in 2014. That person grew, evolved, changed, and learned a lot of lessons. Learned how to care for herself better, but still is learning. Like I just told you guys what happened to me this week. Well, Tuesday, Thursday, I'm still learning. I'm still growing and developing, and I still feel like I can share with you my my wrinkles and warts and flaws because that to me is authentic. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also, you know, I feel that if God, if the universe is saying, hey, here's this chance, I can show you how you should have done it, how you could have done it. Here's an alternative. You could have been as gracious as this character was. And I know Grey's Anatomy is a is a fictional show. But Shonda Rhimes could write, man. I'm telling you. She could write. <laughs> but the fact that Shonda Rhimes could come up with this scenario where this whole dinner party was happening and the person who should have been there, because it was her boyfriend, wasn't there. And her boyfriend was able to be gracious about her missing it because he realized something else interfered and he realized it wasn't and he could just flow even though she could have said you know what I have got to get to this dinner party there are doctors here there's nurses here she, she took was an like, oath yeah she took yeah. an oath yeah you know and, and, and even with the whole sense of like relationships so like I'm I'm also a couples coach I help people who want to stay together um and those who are ready to transition from things that aren't going well like I got you but the, the whole concept of perspective, you know, they say perception is reality, but how realistic is your perspective if your view is skewed? And, and, and when you have to really just put things into place, you can take the first thing and put hey, book me ready. Early driven life. It's not about you. So what this is doing has nothing to do with you. And you can stay here and go in circles of no one cares about me and I don't matter and nobody knows how to call or you can acknowledge this kindness happened with me too. Um, and, and even with the sense of knowing how you chose, you chose to spend your time letting your mind have time to itself, not being interrupted, not not rushing, and, and even your subconscious self knew, let me not hold him to time, because I just look forward to spending quality time with him. And the appointment has not been lost, it has not been taken from you, it's just Sometimes you have to afford to do something and you get your hopes up and then comes little girl syndrome where it's like, well, people said that they were going to come and they didn't and I don't want to see repeat history because that story don't feel good until you realize that's not the tail. It's the head. Yeah, I like how you're talking about going down the rabbit hole. So we have been talking about breathing. We have been talking about not going down the rabbit hole, not letting your mind tell you these negative stories where you just end up way down deep in these negative feelings, but trying to pull yourself out of that rabbit hole with positivity, with perspective, as you said, um, and, and just with learning, realizing that we came here to learn. We came here to grow to teach. and teach, yeah. When you learn, teach. <laughs> you know, as you're learning, teach. And, and, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. And just to, to live life and not just survive. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the things that I wanted to leave people with. If you can't even take a breath, you can't even take a moment to care for yourself, you can't get a full night's sleep, that's not living your best life. Mm. Not at all. 
So we've got to care for ourselves. We've got to love ourselves. We've got to take care of ourselves so that we have something to give, so that we're pouring into our cup so we can pour out of our cup and have something to give. So I wanted you to tell people where they can find you. Uh, TiffanyScales.com, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-S-C-A-L-E-S.com. Love, thank you to everything. If you need various Tiffany, if you need the arts advocate, if you need solutions for families, if you need someone to talk to, send it to the Wellnutrition. Um, from that website, you can get to my podcast, you can get to my YouTube, you can get to my my service. Um, I provide hygiene items for families affected by poverty and disaster. I provide therapeutic arts to those affected by grief and trauma. You get a seven three eight while I do all day. And if you need something, just say so. Awesome. And I just wanted to say that um, to people out there, don't be afraid to recreate yourself. Don't be afraid to take a moment in silence and get in touch with yourself. You may never know what you will find if you just stop for a minute mm-hmm. and be still. This woman just listed so many things that she does. And there will be people like out there saying, oh my gosh, I don't do anything. I don't know what I could do, but you can find out. And I didn't know I was going to be doing all the things that I do. You know, I'm a consultant. I'm a podcaster. I'm a spoken word artist. I am an author. I am a teacher. Um, And who knows what else I'm going to be. I'm a designer. I design, you know, different... um, different t-shirt logos and things like that so we are more than we think we are we just have to take the time to breathe listen get in touch with ourselves approve of ourselves and accept ourselves and blossom and let ourselves grow and transition and recreate ourselves so i wanted to thank you guys for joining me and i want to say may you walk in synergy have a great night bye Zenashe, a newly divorced 43-year-old Southern woman, wanted a fresh start. She'd heard there were plenty of fish to choose from in the modern dating pond. What she discovered were plenty of guppies, exactly 101 of them. The result? A provocative, transparent, raw, and delightfully uncensored account of her experiences with the 101 men she encountered on her journey to find the one. In Plenty of Guppies, Zen spills all the tea on dating psychology, relationships, and self-discovery while giving readers a rare glimpse into the life of an award-winning artist and best-selling author. The book is an enlightening narrative that explores gender roles and identity outside of societal expectations. Zen has written a refreshingly mature modern-day epic of online dating, layering her personal story with erotic poetic verses and passionate prose that frame her journey toward rebuilding a life as a single woman and adjusting to both an empty nest and boomeranging children.